0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. You're listening to Current & Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Carlton Blue Podcast. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter this afternoon, I believe. If I've done my job correctly, my name is Dan Roentgen. He just caught me on singing the theme tune there in buoyant mood after the end of a five-game winless streak. I'm joined by Matt Kendrick. In is that a retro shirt now? 2010, 11. I think it's classed as
1: retro. Anything in my wardrobe is classed as retro, mate. So. uh think it's it's f x pro what's
0: that I associate with the Hoodie, yeah I think yeah that was season mm. yeah, I see something Ashley Young's last year maybe was that
1: yeah potentially I see a down in Stuart
0: Downing. Mm. Um, that black was it blackers wasn't it the awake it with like yeah. diamond checkerboard things
1: on the yeah. side so
0: yeah anyway we digress
1: uh, <laughs> it's maybe. all about the um it's all about the big dub today as nobody calls it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. that's right. a great start to get into it, isn't it? Um, I'm kind of going to preface everything we say here that, yes, it's only Norwich. Yes, they're bottom of the league. Yes, they've just been relegated. But, I mean, we are kind of identified this almost as a, a mini-banana skin, a team that's all but relegated, but you know, still scrapping as much as they can. Obviously, the Dean Smith factor. So, yes, it's only Norwich, but a win's a win. You, you only face what's in front of you. Um, it puts that, that record of five games without a win to bed. It's two clean sheets in a row couple of goals for both the strikers and we'll get into all those talking points about it uh, but Matt just give me your summary your 60 seconds or so of, of how your experience was this afternoon
1: yeah I know we um, we all hailed Dean Smith as the messiah but not even the messiah could have could keep that Norwich team up because they're, they're, they're pretty poor to be honest Um but I think made hard work of beating them. Uh, having said that, there were a lot of chances created ultimately. Um a little bit flat, but we've waited a long time to to win a football match. I think it's the it's those three points that you know should put to bed any lingering doubts. Um the more the more worried and the more pessimistic amongst our ranks who, who thought we could still get dragged into it. So I think it's the three points that see us safe. It's obviously the three points that send send Norwich down. Um, there'll be better afternoons at, at Villa Park, but it was a case of getting, getting the job done uh, on an occasion where Villa didn't really play that well, but neither did they have to to beat the worst side in the division, really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, nice little summary. Let's uh, do what we always do then and rewind back to team news first of all. Um, I've tried to get my pronunciation down since yesterday. Me and John Townley, who's covering for Ash, who's in Benidorm, by the way. Hello, Ash, if you're watching. That's a dedicated supporter, Ash, if you are, to be fair. Go and get the beers in. Um, John did the press conference yesterday and there was talk of Tim Boonham, I believe is how the pronunciation is now. Me and John fell over each other yesterday trying to, to work out how to say it. And I said it's... Embarrassing, really, that we can't pronounce this guy's name and, and disrespectful. So, Tim Irobuunum, I believe, it is the G is silent starts kind of out of nowhere to a degree, but it was kind of on the cards potentially as we got towards the end of the season. Does he? Does he get in there? Um, Chambers in for Conser as well, and then Luca Dean plays left back, who not necessarily out for the season, but it sounded like he wouldn't play until maybe the last game or so. Luca Dean comes back from nowhere to, to play left back, so. You're on your Villa Park, two o'clock hits. What was your thoughts on that team news?
1: First thought was a bit like you. I've got to check, I've got to text John Townley to check <laughs> how we how we say it, Irabunum, And he's just I've shared a message you. He's he messaged me back saying, Gerard says it's a silent G, so I'd go with Ira Bunam. Um, yes. That was the first thing. Um I'm probably a little bit surprised that 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 Bailey started. Um
0: yeah. Again? Well, no, I disagree. The talk from from Joe was that you know he kind of needs to have a run of games to to see what he's got, and we'll discuss Bailey in depth probably as the the biggest talking point of this afternoon to a degree. So I kind of knew Bailey would start. It was it was Brendier was the one who I thought was probably unlucky to miss out to an extent. Saying he was kind of craving to to start a game and against his old side and stuff like that. So I, I did think Bendir would, would, would maybe be in there. Bailey on the other side, and Coutinho at the ten is what I kind of half expected. But then that means dropping the three midfield, which Gerard hasn't done. So uh, yeah, I thought Bailey would play, and like I said, we'll discuss him in a bit. But yeah, you you were surprised to see him, though.
1: possibly surprised in the sense that I don't think he, he, you know it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's hard to say. Well, he's not done enough to, to to start a game if he's getting getting limited appearance time in the past, but. Uh, yeah, well, we we will come to him come to him shortly. But that was the so seeing seeing young Tim in the side was the biggest surprise. Um, didn't really well. I, spo- I suppose the Chambers concert one concert one is is an interesting one as well. Uh, Gerard was quick to point out in his post match uh, interview that that's five clean sheets in nine now. Um, so it's an interesting... It, 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 we've said this before, but that was the reason that that Chambers was was signed. That that was the reason why Twanzabi Twen, Twanzabi was let go, and that Chambers has moved ahead of of, of Courtney Hawes in the in the pecking order, because now we've got three three quality centre halves um, yeah. for, for the place in the Premier League that we we currently occupy, which is around the mid table area. Um, so yeah, listen, it, it was one of those where without being too disrespectful for, to Dino's Norwich, that you'd have expected whichever combination of, of players Villa put out today would have had enough to beat Norwich, even on the run that we've been, been in recent weeks.
0: Yeah, I said yesterday, we did a preview it was for Facebook Live, so people who watch the podcast won't won't have seen that, Well, unless you follow the Facebook page, of course. Um, and I said it was as near as a shoe in to a victory as you can get in the Premier League, where no game is, is written, obviously, and there is still that Dean Smith factor, and there's... It, Norwich were never going to get out of it, were well, let's face it. It was a massive task they had on the hands. But you, you never know if they, they nick a result here and there. So there was this potential banana skin, and I, I was saying, oh, it's as much a shoo-in as you can get to have Norwich at home and, and you'll win that game. And as soon as I said it, I thought that's gonna come back to bite me if, if we do slip up here. But as you say, even with the the, the quality of the of what we've got in the squad, i you know, it, it isn't quite performing to its potential that, you know, I think it's probably could get could get top 10, you know, semi-comfortably, really. Um, it's kind of harbouring around 14th, 15th for the for the latter end of the season. That's still got enough to beat bottom-place Norwich, the bottom of every stat going, and, and that's what it was in the end. But it was kind of not uncomfortable, because I, I, I never really feared that we were, we were going to concede at any point. But it's not that emphatic victory that I thought we might have seen that we'd be two or three and up at, at half-time or something like that, you know, holding right out to the, the last seconds before we make it 2-0. Um, is that kind of how you saw it as well?
1: Yeah, I thought, um, I thought it just, just made a little bit of hard work of it. And I think we, we've had this conversation many times throughout the season as well about is it the players who need to get the crowd going? Is it the crowd who mm. need to, to get the players going? And I thought that that knowledge already looked like a team that were relegated for me. They didn't come and offer much. They were prepared to play keep ball. You know, in their own half, without, without really hurting us, so I thought the onus was on us to, to, to go and really kind of go and go and take the game to them. And I, f- I felt that we we did it slowly. Um, you know, there were probably a couple of ten minute periods where we where we looked good, um, but again, I suppose it's just beat, beating beating what's in front of you. And I think I think it was crucial to get the the breakthrough goal when it came because I yeah. felt there's a few few murmurs and a few 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 grumbles coming along um but i mean just as i always do just to make sure to check my check my old memories going properly i'll have a little quick flick through the, the youtube highlights when i get back and there's actually some decent chances great yeah. you know things could have had a hat-trick um, ollie watkins perhaps could have you know had another couple himself um, bailey's obviously hit the bar. As well, or what a great save from Tim Krull to 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 flick that one off yeah. the bar. So, you know what what have, what of Norwich had really? You've probably had you know one save from from Rashika in the first half from from Martinez.
0: So yeah, that was a decent save.
1: It was it was comfortable without, like you say, without being particularly clinical or emphatic.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something before Norwich that said something like R X G over the last X amount of games. Oh I man! I should have found this out, really. It was something like, we should have scored seven and we'd only scored two. So we were really underperforming given the chances we were creating. He's
1: obsessed with seven-two, any not James- Smith?
0: <laughs> and I kind of felt like, the, the, I, again, I've not seen the stats for today, but I would imagine the, the amount of chances we've made versus the two goals we scored that we were clear in the game to, to get the win and the chances were kind of better than you feel they are at, at the time. Um, and on another day, if you're slightly more clinical, you are 3-0 up at half time or, or something like that. And, you you know, a neutral would look at that and go, I've a smashing Norwich home, oh, as you'd expect to see it nil-nil for so long was kind of getting a little bit edgy to think it only takes, you know, timings to do something silly here or, you know, Luca Dean to give away a penalty and we're absolutely right under the cost. So it's one of them where you just think, let's just get over the line. It doesn't necessarily have to be pretty and 5-0, 2-0, clean sheet, move on to the next game and... And try and get a little bit of momentum for for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, it's, it's two clean sheets on the spin now. It's both of our centre forwards on the score yeah. sheet today. Um, it's a debut. I mean, should we talk about talk about debut? I'm going to check notes. Um, <laughs> but so, Tim Iribunem,
0: is that right? Irabunam? Yeah, I've written it down phonetically. Now I've put i will put a W in there to remind me that it's Iro rather than Iroge. I think.
1: It's all about the big W today, mate. It really (laughs) is. Um, Yeah. I thought I was surprised. I mean, he's an 18 year old kid. Um, Yeah. Surprised that he he threw him in there, but that just shows that, that, you know, the old kind of adage, if if you're good enough, you're you're old enough. And Gerard does tend to believe that, I think. Uh, Yeah. Especially the, how much trust is placed in Jacob Ramsey um, this season as well. I thought he did okay. I thought there was a couple of times when he tried to force the issue a little bit and ended up giving the ball you know, away. A bit I thought, in ta-
0: at times. Yeah,
1: giving the, the ball away. Which is
0: what you expect of an 18-year-old on his debut.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't think he ever looked overawed. You know, he was still comfortable no, no. in receiving the ball in, in, in fairly tight areas. And like I say I think there's a couple of times where he, he tried to force the pass and, and ended up telegraphing it to the opposition. Um, a, a big chance for him, I think it was when the, the Ings header came back off the bar, and he he, he 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 smashed the rebound into the hole. I thought that would have be, been a big moment if he'd have uh, if he'd buried that one. Um, you know, looked looked mobile, looked strong. A um, couple of important headers. I do. Um, my nephew was was saying this when we were talking about we were talking about Tim's debut, saying, "What would um, if that was Louise giving that performance? Would he have been battered and hammered for mm. it?" Now. <laughs> I thought it was a, a reasonable, reasonable performance. louis giving the same performance may have been criticised, but then again, Luis is a is a is a Brazilian oh, international yeah. uh, versus a, a teenage debutant, I, I think. But I thought there were signs. I thought I thought the the, the two around him were were okay um, today. I thought I thought Ramsey was 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 decent. I thought McGinn had a decent game as well. So I think that that he had support around him anyway. Um, got a really good ovation when he came off. So I like it. I like the fact that that Gerard trusts that trusts players enough to 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 throw them in and, and and give them a chance.
0: Are we missing kind of somebody who can play the ball? With, you know, um, kind of ping a few passes a little bit with, with that midfield. I know Ramsey is, is probably the best of the three maybe for for his passing as you work. Or will carry the ball forward, and and Burnham's there to break things up. Are we kind of missing? I don't think Douglas O is, is the best passer of the ball. Are we missing kind of that person to to ping it off to to get it forward to the strikers?
1: We probably actually got that person if we wanted. Dan, if if, if Gerald felt we got enough protection around him, we've probably got that person in there who could mm. who could potentially play a little bit deeper if if Gerald thought that the front three would would come from three different players. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be it'd be interesting to see to see him in there. I think. Cuz um, I'm right, Buendia? Yeah. I think I think yeah. he you know he, he tends to be busy enough. You know, he's not a lazy player for for a flair player. I don't I don't find him a lazy player. I find I find he he, he gets stuck in and he he, he yeah, tries yeah. to close down the ball. So that might be you know if it's if it's Catinho or Buendia for a more advanced role, Catinho seems to have the kind of the year of the manager at the moment, so I don't know. It's, it's something now that we've now that we've, we've made that forty point mark. I think it's mm. it, it's something that I'm not sure Gerald necessarily will experiment with, but it's something that perhaps he could do. And I think if you're saying that we are missing a ball playing midfielder in there, um, you know, <laughs> of the people at our disposal, he's probably the best bet. I'd have thought.
0: Yeah, well, we'll talk about Buendia. Actually, we'll do it now because there was a question earlier. Uh, Jack Marston says, I'm dying to see Wendy play more. Um, and King81 says, first discussion point, what does Wendy have to do to get a start? Part of that might be Liam Bailey getting injured and, and not really doing much for for a game and, and a half, I guess. He played 30-odd minutes, 35 minutes, something like that today. Um, but yeah, it might be that kind of positional tweak that rather than Wendy playing as a second number 10 or as the, the right-sided midfielder, the right winger, that maybe does drop a bit deeper and it's Iroben and Ramsey and Buendia as a three. with kind that looking there, can't you? You've got that Yeah, game. I've got it now. I've got it. Now, I'm respectful to try and get his name right now. I think I've got it. Um, I did start with just calling him Big Tim at one point, but I thought yeah, that was probably worse. Um, who else played up front? Watkins, Coutinho, O'Bailey, oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah, Watkins, Coutinho and Brendier. No, not Brendier. So who would play right wing then? If is playing...
1: Bailey played right point. wing. Tina played left. Started off on the left.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if that's your forward three in, in whatever games. Wendie is now coming back to play number eight. Who plays instead of Bailey if he's injured? Troy or Ings and what? Oh well, listen. If,
1: if you try, just trying. To, if you were trying. To, you were trying, to, you were trying for me to get Wendy in the team. If There's already a vacancy. I don't. We don't need to. Don't need, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just exactly. trying to help you. You wanted the ball playing midfielder, yeah. mate. Don't put it all on me. I'm just. Yeah, trying, if... I'm trying to
0: help you. Um, Bailey is injured. Deer will play right wing and the rest of it remains the same. Yeah, what, what does Quentin need to do to start? He either needs to move to an number eight, he either needs
1: Leon Bailey to lay on get injured, or in my mind, he needs a Brazilian passport and a Liverpool start. That's probably the, the the other the other alternative. But I thought that today he, I didn't think he was going to get on at all. Mm. Um, but when he did get on, listen, it, it's and it's a get it's at a time when. You know, I say the game's won. It was still only only one 0 but the game he's pretty much effectively he won. Norwich know that they're falling through the trap door again, and probably a little bit tired by then. So Wendy probably did have an easier. Listen, I'm not 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 trying to to underplay what he did. The impact that he made, I thought when he was on the pitch, I thought I thought he was made. He was he was easier on the eye than most of his play, most of the players who started who started the game. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, so. Uh, you know, he looked like he was really up for it. Obviously, he's got a, a big affinity with with Norwich and the Norwich fans, uh, and he wanted to come on and show that you know the player they remember that they loved is still shining, shining bright, albeit elsewhere. And I thought he actually some of his movement and some of the some of his intricate kind of close control in the final third for Villa. I actually thought he probably could. I was surprised he he was as selfless as he was, because I thought he'd be mm. busting a Got to score that goal. But he was actually, even in those dangerous areas, was was, you know, like for the for for the winning for the winning goal, for the second goal, you know, when he's he's, he's bearing down a goal and he slipped Ramsey in um at a time where he could have shot. I just I do feel a little bit for him, and I think there's this kind of will he style, will he go, Coutinho thing. Listen, we've raved about we've raved about little film. Haven't we um, mm. in in recent podcasts over the you know what during the time that he's been here? But I just hope that 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 whatever's going on in the background with with, with Coutinho doesn't doesn't lose us when there because I think you know I think there's still a, a gem of a player in there. I think he's, yeah, he's a 100%. I think there's there's real hunger in there. I was a bit slow to the party, I must admit. And I, I think, think earlier in the season, I have perhaps harshly likened him to the the new Carlos Kill.
0: Um, I think he I think, did take time to get up to speed, though. I think that's still fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never been as kind of Gabby O'Brien in my criticism. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, uh, true. Wendy, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Bailey, I think Gerald's come out and said Bailey's done his ankle, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I haven't so seen be, anything, no. There was a real doubt. Um, for the next couple of games, so that is Boendia's opportunity.
0: Yeah, Bailey's If Bailey was fit, he won't play the next game for me anyway. He hasn't. He didn't do enough in the first thirty-five minutes or the last game. I mean, you could argue he didn't do enough in the last game to even start today. But Joel keeps talking about him being, being the best trainer and kind of giving the people opportunities who deserve it. If you know, if you're the best trainer and you don't get picked, you kind of look around and go, "Why am I not playing?" So I understand that the pathway for for Bailey being given a chance. But even if he was an injury. It'd be Wendie in there for me. I think if Coutinho is to sign, which is still kind of up in the air, will he, will he? Won't he? It's not. It's not a case of the somewhere like, oh, let's build the team around Coutinho. You've got to try and find a way to build the team around Coutinho and Wendie. I think if Wendie still here, which I believe he will be, I don't think you can have this thing where Wendie only plays twenty minutes at the end of games or whatever. I know it's nice to bring a player of that that caliber on to, to maybe change a game, but build a side that fits them both in is surely the task at hand here.
1: I think, I mean, a side that fits them both in, or just be fair with the opportunities. I think you know because, so mm-hmm. I thought Coutinho played played well in in flashes today, but I'm not sure he's quite judged by the same standards by the manager. Uh, and maybe maybe that's Gerard knowing that he needs to. He needs to keep playing him to try and seal that deal to get it over the line. So maybe there's, there's a little bit of that in it, but I think it's it's Bwindi knowing that when he does make an impact or when he's the best trainer, he gets the same opportunities and he, and he gets in the team. Uh, yeah, you know, Gerald's no mug. He knows he knows Bwindi has got that 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 bit of magic as well. And you know maybe it's a luxury to get them to get them both in the team regularly but just think if that's the case you play the one who's in form you play that one the one who's really made the difference on any given day and give them the opportunity to be in the team next um yeah you know but you know seeing seeing Dean Smith back at Villa Park kind of took us took my you know down on memory lane to you know 3 years ago when we were winning promotion from the championship we're now arguing over whether <laughs> You know, nice problems to have is basically what I'm saying. If you argue, yeah. with, you know, whether to get your record signing or your kind of Brazilian superstar in the team, you know, it's a little bit of a different debate to when you know we were hoping Yannick Balassi would 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 hit it off, or you know, previously. I know we I know we're here rather than rather than then, but I feel like I say, nice nice problems to have.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Leon Bailey. Then I kind of thought on the way, just uh, let's say Leon Bailey discuss and kind of let you go at it. But there's some comments that come in from from fans watching that I'll just flash up and read out. And I'll try to pick the the kindest ones. Steve Berry says, Bailey is finished, needs to go. Um, Luca Dean is made of rubber. Bailey is made of porcelain. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, John Grew says, Bailey made of glass. No, seriously, is he? Um, King 81 Bailey is as strong and durable as wet toilet paper um, and pound for pound Brett Riverboat says Bailey will go down as one of our worst signings um, I don't know <laughs> to be honest it's, it's how I feel about Leon Bailey I want to like him I want to give him this this chance uh, it's his first season in in English football He did well in Germany, but he's come over and been hampered by injuries, a managerial change, not really fitting into a side because we haven't played wingers for a large majority under Steven Gerrard. But when he does get a chance, he doesn't really do a lot and he always seems to get injured. So it's a bit like the Morgan Stanton thing. There might be a player in there, but maybe not necessarily at Aston Villa. What do you make of of Bailey and maybe some of those comments as well?
1: I think sometimes you, you get a player who, you know despite all the hype and all the excitement and all the promise, just don't don't turn out to be a good fit. And that's where I see it at the moment. I hope I'm wrong because, you know, again, I'm not, not proclaiming to be a, a massive fan of, of the Jamaican international team or of Bundesliga football, but I've seen the show, show reels. I've seen Leon Bailey's Instagram and <laughs> there's, there's bits of magic in there. There, there really is. There's, there's real quality and... You know, it's not as if he's come, you know, as a, a complete unknown who's who's never played in a strong European league. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's played at a very very good. Stating the obvious, but this is not, you know, this is not a completely kind of raw gem. This is, this is not this is not when you know it's probably a bit of an easy analogy to make. being it's from the Caribbean. But this is not when Graham Tyler bought bought Dwight York from the mm-hmm. beaches of Trinidad and Tobago. This is a player. Who has already played in an elite league in in Germany? League? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it just—I don't know—and I, and I can't pretend that that I know the guy or know the people around him. But the feeling that I get from it is that it's kind of main man or nothing really. And you know, that might be me, me being harsh, but no. because he hasn't, because he hasn't hasn't kind of electrified Villa Park with the. Ex- you know, exception of when he, when he he scored that goal against Everton, because that hasn't happened. I think it's hard for him to almost play his way into form. I think he, I think he, he wants to think, you know, I'm Leon Bailey. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a performer. I'm a, I'm a showman. I want to, you know, I want to dazzle and I want to excite. And whereas I'm not sure that's going to come naturally. If you've got to get up to the demands of the Premier League in terms of how physical it is, how fast it is, um, it's a, hard, it's a hard gig for him when, you know, he's clearly physically vulnerable, I think, because, you know, mm. I don't know. I'd like to see the, the tackle back today because um, he, got, he got a knock early on, which I think was a, I think, I think it was a robust challenge. I can't remember whether a foul was given or not, but that seemed to unsettle him and whether that's the one that's hurt him, I don't know. But I think he still came back and had that moment mm. where he smacked the shot that looked like he was heading top corner. Yeah. Um, I don't know I, I, I'd be amazed if we get to see the version of Leon Bailey that we thought we, we'd signed up for because I don't know in the time that it will take to convince Gerard, um that he's the main man which is probably the next how many games we've we got left five games something like five, that yeah. probably in the next five games I don't think there'll be enough opportunity well there won't because he's injured now but there won't yeah. be enough opportunity to convince Gerard. and I think by then I think the checkbook will be back out to try and bring bring in an upgrade on several people in several positions. So I think it might be one of those. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love love him to 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 prove us wrong. And you know, I was again I was chatting on the way back with the the, the uh, with my lad and some of the people I travelled to the game with saying, you know, just remember like um last summer when we lost Grealish and and Christian Perslow does the almost kind of Holy Trinity speech that we've signed Ings and we've signed Bailey and we've signed Buendia. And it was kind of good PR at the time because we thought, well, actually, you know, we've seen the pedigree of of all of these people. Mm. You know, and even the way he sold it, you know, you can't replace Jack Grealish with one person, you replace him with three people. None of those signings has really, really kind of captured the imagination following since when they actually arrived um, but of the three, Bailey's been by far the most disappointing
0: Yeah, it's a confidence issue potentially, like you say, if you can't kind of get get a rhythm going, that's not going to help um, injury problems as well like today is the perfect opportunity you, you're kind of rewarded with, with an, another start after you probably almost didn't deserve it last week, you've trained well you get in there and a tackle takes you out and you take a knock and you're injured and, and that's that and that's football, isn't it? There's a comment from Mike. He says, if Crawl doesn't make an incredible save on his, on his shot and that goes in, what's the conversation then? And like I said, that's football, isn't it? That's the fine margins. If that goes in the top corner, he, he runs away in celebration and finds a bit of confidence. It is a totally different conversation.
1: It is, but it's, you know... But that didn't happen. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> See, my auntie had.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> et
1: cetera, et cetera. Um... Yeah, listen, I'm not... But who's to say, you know, even if you'd ping one in the top corner... Bailey would have still gone gone off injured potentially and would have had mm. to try and wait another month potentially well there isn't actually <laughs> wait another
0: month it'd
1: be, yeah. be, be, be a quiet Villa Park but um, yeah listen I'm not I'm, I'm not writing him off completely but you know, I don't think I'm the only Villa fan who, who would have expected more and been disappointed with the return yeah. and listen I don't think there's anybody more disappointed than, than, than Leon Bailey I think he wants wants to be, be a real part of that I know it's stating the obvious but he wants to be a part of that and you know, show us what he's all about and just we haven't seen enough of it.
0: There was a comment earlier on, I, I can't find it now, saying that um, he's better than El Ghazi and Trezeguet. It's like, yeah, but I kind of expect more from from a player that we signed for 28, 20, you know, 30 million to be better you know, than what we had before who weren't even that good. You know, you
1: could probably edit together a package of me moaning about El Ghazi and Trezeguet, but if you look at their numbers in recent mm. seasons of goals... Yeah. And assists I don't think you would find yeah. that Leon Bailey but be- listen they would have had a lot more opportunities and a lot more time on the pitch than, mm. than Bailey to, to have shown that um, let's just see I mean you know he's got a, gonna have a few more years left on his contract so let's hope that well <laughs> I was going to say let, let's hope that he let's, <laughs> let's hope that he does shine but the other half of your things let's hope that Villa do do get an upgrade in that position you know we're all greedy are yeah. not we
0: yeah, Raphael says, down I that by saying, is he actually better than them? Which, yeah, that's fair enough. If you do look at numbers, El Ghazi got 10 goals in the one season, I think. Uh, was that last season? Yeah, it must have been. Um, yeah, let's move on from me on Bailey and talk about one of, the other, one of those trio that you mentioned, um, Jimmy Callaghan. I can't move on. Jimmy Callaghan says, Bailey's legs are made of chopsticks, and that's made me laugh. Have um, you got a weird analogy that you can compare his Flake ability I to think of uh... a flake is probably a good one. A Cadbury's flake, flake a yeah. Right Flaky.
1: That's good. Uh, I mean, the one I usually say, I think I've used this during the relegation season. That villa, villa, uh, uh flakier than uh, an ice cream van full of 99s or something, some, <laughs> yeah, something good. like that.
0: You did, uh, you had a great line about having the soft underbelly of a newborn puppy as well, which I, I, I still like. That still gets yeah, a Your dog's
1: put some weight on there, ain't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. So all right, let's not talk about that. Um, that Should we just back right? your dog on stuff. Sorry, <laughs> so. There's a, the behind the scenes video that we did for the, the 1982 podcast, which you can go and watch conveniently. Um, legs like cheese strings. That's a good one. Yeah, thanks, Matt, for that. Um, Somebody said, it's weird seeing you two sat together on the sofa. It, it kind of looks a bit awkward. And also, whoever's house, that like, is, the update, the wallpaper.
1: I did see <laughs> so, so, did so, did so so, the so. dish your mum and dad's beckle. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, it was done in the 90s, early 2000s, what do you expect? Anyway, let's talk about one of the other trio signings from the summer, Danny Ings. Um, probably the one who's made the biggest impact over the course of the season out of the three and, and certainly made the biggest impact today. Um <laughs> Leg, legs made of Weetabix yeah getting good I should turn the comments off because I'm just getting distracted uh, Danny Ings comes on we instantly score and a, a cracking assist from him that, that ball was, was brilliant and then he uh, tidy <laughs> finished to to seal it with the, the second goal as well man of the match for Danny Ings,
1: um, let, Ings contributed that, to both uh, goals just uh, before I answer that let me uh, the, did you the, when the stadium announcer announced that it was Buendia coming on Uh I don't know whether he was. Um, I not know whether he was trying to advise the, the manager that who he thought should come on or what. But it was really funny when uh, well, Ings enters the pitch and he says, uh, "Aston Villa number 10. Then, <laughs> and you went there, and uh, the whole the whole time he got starts singing. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. And that was going on, and I, I was a bit distracted before I knew it. Ings had, Ings, had ping, Ings pings, um, you know, a, a diagonal. And, and and Ollie Watkins profits on the the guy slipping. I can't remember who it was. Um, the centre half slipping and, and and knocking it away. But yeah, I think man of the match.
0: I think I think uh, I got an app for Premier League app. that's sponsored by Budweiser. I think it is. That I gave it to Watkins for scoring and obviously had a couple of chances. But goal and assist rings in what fifty minutes of football or whatever. It's not bad going, is it? That's yeah, the kind well, of impact that you want think, from him. I
1: think he um he took his goal well when it came. You know, I think I think that might have been his first touch of the ball, the assist mm-hmm. for Watkins. Um and he's headed one the bo- onto the bar. Um I tell you the one that I he played a lovely little kind of give and go with Watkins when Watkins chipped it back up to him and he's take taking ta- Yeah, I'm thinking Smash that first time. Um mm. again, we're all all experts, aren't we? Um, yeah, he'd be he'd be up there, being the he'd be in the he the top three. I can't I can't think <laughs> I can't think of an alternative. Like I said, I thought McGinn did okay. I thought Ramsey was the one, you know, when Villa were a little bit tepid, looked like he'd take the ball forward and he'd run with it. It's a clean sheet for the back five, not that they were ever overly troubled. I think I, I think it's just me being a miserable old man because when I sat there, I was a little bit. It just felt a little bit flat. But I don't know. We've we, we won the game. We've won it without looking like we're going to lose it. We've won it without really looking like we're going to draw it. So perhaps I should be um, should be grateful that we, we've made that forty points and that we, at least, a Premier League team that we can we can build and and, and go again.
0: Yeah, I think that, that's almost what it was to a degree. I don't think that. i after mean, when we sat Dean Smith, we were a lot closer to the, the relegation battle than, than we are now. So to a certain extent, we've kind of fulfilled that remit of get us away from that safe at the bare minimum. But there was a point when we'd go on that losing streak and we had, what, 34 points or whatever. And you kind of think, oh, we're, we're probably okay here, but let's just at least get over the line. And that's what this season has kind of whittled down to in the end, which is... Pretty grim, really, considering that the money that we've spent and the ambitions that we've got. But you've got yourself over that line now, pretty much. I mean, 40 points is is 40 points. Um, we played Burnley twice. There seems to be this kind of narrative that Burnley just go over and batter everybody. I, I know they have one one again today. Um, but still, Villa will be fine. They'll get enough points for the rest of the season. Um, and that's what it was about, just getting over the line and kind of rebuilding the summer. Give your manager... The, the things he needs to, to go again next season and hope that next season is more successful?
1: Yeah, I think um I think today was you know we haven't seen we haven't seen a win for a while, we haven't seen a win at Villa Park yeah. for a while. So it was it was important to do that. I tell you what, it was weird. I mean whether whether Norwich have had just given up or whether the, I don't know what Norwich's <laughs> way following is like most weeks anyway. But to see them just have the, the lower, you know, the lower half, yeah, yeah. Of, of you know the lower tier of the the half of the or the bit of the Witten, Witten line that they normally get, um, it just frustrated me a little bit, really. And I, I know I, like I know it. they don't do it anymore. From, I think it was when they dated back to the semi final of Albion in the, the FA Cup when there were like a few chairs raining down from the north stand, and so they don't put the away's above the homes or the homes <laughs> above the white. The away, but we've got this empty corner of Villa Park. I think the, the attendance was forty thousand rather than forty-two something today. Mm. And I just thought there's so many, even against Norwich. With respect, there's so many, um, there's so many fans who would want to go and, and, and watch Aston Villa, even Aston Villa that haven't won in five games. And it just frustrates me that because Norwich weren't able to, to fulfil their their you know, allocation. You've just got a big empty corner of Villa Park and you've got one steward up there with the easiest job in the world. He was just in control (laughs) of an empty stand, basically. I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest. I don't. It just annoyed me. just annoyed me. You've got waiting lists for season tickets and you've got fans who want to get to games and then you've got empty seats, my Lord. Um, So it just annoyed me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, Let's have a quick look at the league table then. If I press the right button, there we go. Um, 40 points, 13th place now, a little green arrow next to us heading in the right direction, which is is nice to see. Uh, 33 games played for us, 12 wins, 4 draws, 17 defeats. Uh, The goal difference is probably the the most interesting thing. I mean, it's not, I mean, even that's not interesting, but semi interesting that uh, only Palace above us in 12th have got a better goal difference than us in the top bottom <laughs> bottom 11 is it if i down basically uh, our goal difference is only minus 2 which is kind of a a weird way of looking at it but it kind of shows that we're not in a false position but if you kind of look at Southampton on minus 17 for example and we've got the same points as them it kind of shows that we've been better than our points deserve I'm, I'm making my point here in the roundabout way yeah, we still, we stuck still four past them for that probably <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, true <laughs> True, but yeah, that's Norwich down now confirmed. Uh, Everton are the ones that are absolutely in trouble, with five points from safety, but they've got two games in hand over Leeds. Who are we on? They beat now. Burnley twice, aren't they? But yeah, basically, yeah. Um, which yeah, I think we will beat Burnley in one of the games. Um, but yeah, that's that's forty points out of the magic number, uh, eleven points away from Everton in twenty on twenty nine points. Sorry, um, happy with that? I mean, if we, we finish now in thirteenth, would you would you be happy with that?
1: You know what I mean mate, I'm not necessarily happy ever, am I, but in terms <laughs> that's of true, in terms of it's a it, it's a season of consolidation for me. There's been big changes. All of our momentum in the last few years was built on the coattails of these these two brummy brummy heroes who love the club and live in the dream and all that kind of thing. And that's what carried us. Listen, it wasn't just Dean Smith and Jack Gurdis, there was a lot of lot of good good people around them, but We've had to press reset on that this season. We have lost both of them. Yeah. And we're still struggling for what our identity should be. Um, you know, it's you know, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, gerard's Gerard Villa are no better than than Smith's villa, and you know, Gerard lost four, you know, four on the spin and Smith lost five on the spin, or whatever it was, and, and all these kind of things. But I don't yeah, know. If Smith
0: lot, stamp- Smith lost like 18 in 2021.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 like. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to to spin it any particular way. But what I am saying is, I don't know whether you can stamp an identity on a team within the space of six months. but yeah. I think. I think you. You re- And I, I, mean- I don't even think it necessarily needs to be an open checkbook. I do think you know. I do think we 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 should. And I do think we will sign you know another half a dozen players. But I think I think Gerard, once you know he's, he's had six months to to do the job of keeping Villa up and and making them safe and assessing what's got there. Now he's got a really really important summer. You know it's 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 funny because I've seen Klopp sign his um his new contract this week. He doesn't want to be the man that follows Jurgen Klopp into Anfield. <laughs> God, that's the worst job ever, isn't it? It's like following Fergie into to Man United. So yeah. You know, and I know we're all saying Gerard will jump ship as soon as we can. And Klopp's got what another twenty twenty six now. Yeah. I think another another four years. I think Gerard. Well, a whoever follows Klopp is going to have to be have some some serious credentials to to follow follow to keep his his legacy going. But you know, Gerard can't afford to to fail at Villa. We've said that before. He, he needs to leave Villa in a better position than than that he inherited Villa. Um, so you know, I know it's been a bit flat and a bit, a bit dull and a bit stop-start and stuff like that. But you know, I just think we we just need to see where we are at Christmas next yeah. May and, and and just see what direction the, the, this this I don't know people leading our club want to, want to take it because so far they've done things pretty well haven't they? They've done things pretty well from what, what they inherited to to what we've become. So I think we, they've at least earned our trust to, to see what they can do with this manager when they, they back him properly in, a,
0: in his first summer window. Yeah, you talk about putting a stamp on a team in six months. I think Eddie Howe and Newcastle would disagree with that, the, the revival they've had. Yeah, but that uh, won't be the team
1: that, that Newcastle start next season with. No, I know that, but you're saying you
0: know, a manager can't come in and do things straight away, but they've gone from no wins to being above us and three points more um. Yeah, I mean, there'll be some people that will, that will argue that Gerard hasn't has barely even done, done enough in his managerial career to, you know, kind of validate him being Villa manager. Never mind making the case for him to go on and be Klopp's yeah. replacement. So let's kind of walk before we can run here. Uh, Anthony says, "Would you class it as a better season than last if we managed to get ninth, but a lower points total than last year? We had fifty five last year, and obviously mathematically that." I uh, know oh we can match that now, can't we, if we won every game, which, that's why we're not going to. I don't um, think
1: it's going to be a better season than last, regardless of how we finish. Um, I
0: disagree. I think if you finish in the top 10, you count that as better.
1: I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think it's better in the sense that actually Villa Park is open for business and we're all there uh, and we can we can enjoy it in that sense. I think it's been a really, really dishevelled kind of season. Um so but we're not let's be honest, Dan. What what points now did we get? Fifty five?
0: Yeah. We're we so. not
1: gonna we're not gonna match that are we?
0: Huh? But if you finish ninth on forty eight or whatever it's only like there isn't many points in it. I mean, oh, we're arguing over something that's important, aren't we, really? I'll like, finish in ninth. We, here we go. Like well, It's whatever, isn't it? You don't win a trophy for that. You don't get into Europe. So let's move on. I, I don't care. Wherever we finish, we finish. Um, the last thing I wanted to say, have you got any shout-outs? Are anything I've got one that I need to do? You know, any, any nonsense you want to
1: throw no, no, well, I've got the one thing. And I don't know what you'll think of me of this. So I was going to ask you. Cuss, cuss. Discuss, cuss. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boy from Riley Regis. It's, it's not... It's not White Rose Couscous, it's Tesco Couscous. So, does Tesco Couscous mean I'm still keeping it real? And do you not like Couscous at all?
0: I don't like it. No, there's something about the texture that just doesn't, doesn't sit right with me. No, no to Couscous for me. No. I'm doing, I don't, I'm doing a, um, a no carb diet at the moment, so I wouldn't be able to eat it anyway. So, it wouldn't be a would choice of carb if you were having carbs? Do you like potato salad? <laughs> um, it's okay you know what I've gotten into as I've gotten older Come on coleslaw yeah I like coleslaw I was never a coleslaw fan and I, I don't mind it now um, Aaron says Tesco means that you're in the clear with your kind of oh good man of the people. yeah every man kind of thing um, yeah potato are alright don't mind it that's enough Have that's it? all the cuss, cuss chat okay, got he yeah, right. right, just well, speaking um, next to I want to eat it because
1: I've just come home
0: I've had a tweet from David who I think watches the podcast We better do soon as he tweeted me to ask for for help on sharing his uh, charity link. Um, I think his Twitter username used to be Big D which always made me laugh. Hot diggity D I think is his Twitter app. Um, he's raising money for Alzheimer's Society which is a uh, something that i've had in in my family they're doing half marathon um and he tweeted me saying something like he was running slash walking slash crawling this marathon and whether we could share his link so if you want to go and support uh, a worthy cause and, and one of our own then you can do so I'll put the link um in the description and everything of, of this youtube video and and etc cetera, etc cetera. if you forgot on my twitter which you can see on down here somewhere here uh, i' retweeted it so it's over there so good luck david um you're a better man than me, so I won't be able to do that. Have you ever done anything like that? A marathon or a skydive or I call p- it p- a jump Snickers now, don't they? <laughs> Good, yeah.
1: Bum, bum. Uh, no, I think I did a, I think I did a a 10k once and it nearly killed me. So um, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a very active person, Dan, to be honest. Just sit here, you know, <laughs> eating couscous. Sorry, couscous into my mouth, <laughs> chat, chatting crap. I'm um I'm not I'm not um the idea of all that kind of throwing yourself out of a plane and bungee jumping and stuff like that—not for me. I don't know, you know, more power to people who do it. But you know, I get a, an adrenaline rush just by you know going to the fridge and seeing that hey, I've actually got beers in there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, we've hey, we got to plug our um, and we've got to plug our European stuff. Yeah, um, go
0: on. You to the floor. Talk about it.
1: Right, so. We wanted to go early on it. We realised that it's May the 26th when it's the 40th anniversary, but we've got um, a really good podcast in our opinion uh, and in the the opinion of the feedback in the comments as well, to be fair. Yeah. Sid Cowans, Tony Morley, Dennis Mortimer and Alan Evans who we met down in Cornwall uh, a few weeks ago and tried to make it as laid back a kind of old lads having a good old chat as we could. And I think Dan's done a really good job of, of weaving that together in the edit. So... Watch it if you can. I think you know. I know those stories have been told lots and lots of times. There'll be some that you've heard before. Hopefully, there's some that you haven't heard before. Um, but it's delivered in a really natural, interesting way. I think uh, we had great fun, great fun filming it. Um, the legend that he said, Cams reveals that he's a Claret Blue fan. So uh, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching this, Sid, <laughs> big shout out. I'm sorry to you.
0: about the last couple of minutes. And Sid, do you like couscous? That's the big question. Yeah, yeah, does does Sid yeah, like
1: couscous? That's, that's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> And um, yeah, Dan's also, uh, which you know, this is really testing the patience of our loyal um, followers. He's done a, a behind-the-scenes um, view as well, which is just us talking about why Cornwall when these guys are, uh, <laughs> there's there's the uh, the decor that needs updating in uh, Dan's mom and <laughs> dad's house. Um, yeah, just just a behind-the-scenes, just a, a whirlwind twenty-five hours down from from house and Kitty to cornwall to, to spend time with the legends and it was an honor It was grateful and it was a bit of a bit of a, a trek uh but we enjoyed it so check those out uh on our youtube channel we're also doing a we're selling a souvenir special uh of the birmingham mail which goes on sale on may the 5th i think there's a pre-order link that we'll uh that we'll share on our on our socials in the next couple of days as well uh and you might think, why should I put that alongside my five year, 10 year, 15 year, 20 year, 25, 30, <laughs> 35 year anniversary specials. <laughs> there is some fresh stuff in there as well. Um, that we, that we've put together. Uh, I've dusted off the quill to do a bit of writing myself. Uh, don't yeah, put that put you no. off. there's still some good <laughs> stuff in there as well. Um, I think it's two, I 250. It's two pound 50. I think it is. Um, yeah, it is. yeah that'll be available. Uh, in all good stockists from from May the 5th, which is Wednesday, Thursday, I think, something like that. So, uh, yeah, those are the big
0: plugs. Matt, thanks for your time as always. We'll be back next week. Burnley away, isn't it? Uh, next Saturday. So, it might be me and Ash or me and John or whoever's uh, going to be at Turf more. So, um, post match chats will be back next week and we'll do some kind of catch up in the week as well. But if you can't get enough of us, uh, 1982 stuff is all over our channels. Matt, thank you. Cheers. Up the villa.